Coming at you, coming at you live. No, I'm, I'm, from the I'm, comic I'm, butcher I'm, studio. Recording, live recording. Coming at you live. Sure, it's the comedy butcher podcast show. Comedy butcher podcast. The show version. I'm Max Friedman. I'm Joe Noodleman. Um, this is this is the show. What was the date? Of the this show? is the show from August 14th, which we uh, recorded, which was last night at the Co Prosperity Sphere, 3219 South Morgan. Um. It was a good show. It was a solid show. Yeah. It was a little different. Yeah, it ended up being a shorter lineup than we were hoping for, but that happens sometimes. We did. So me and Joe did the show. I hosted. Joe did a set. Yeah, Max did all right. Then we had... uh, In from L.A., Sarah Kenny, Kenny. friend of Lumpen Radio. Also friend of like seven people who who came came, to the show. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. You'll hear them. And then we had an extended set from Calvin Evans. Yeah, who's one of the best comics in the city. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's definitely the longest set we've ever had, right? Uh, Or no. Uzzer Uzzer did like an hour once, but other than that, yeah. Yeah, but he did great. Yeah. We asked him to do a little bit more time. He did... A lot more time, and it was great. But yeah, it was a fun show. One of my uh, favorite endings to a set I've yeah, ever heard. Max was talking about it all day today. Oh, loved it. Uh, it was great. Um, you you guys will like the episode? Yeah, I think so. Uh, without further ado. Without, fur- without ado, further ado. Please, please come next month. Comedy Butcher Podcast. Have fun. Hey, guys. I know. That was right. You were right. To, do, to, to woo. You guys, right? Well, thank you uh, for coming out. Uh, I don't know if you've, most of you haven't been here before. Thanks for that. Clap if you haven't been here before. Awesome. I think that was confusing because I said if you haven't been here before. But all right. Well, I'm actually not your host for the night. I'm just here to bring up your host, which I know that's awkward for some of you, uh, but just get used to it. Uh, you guys excited for a show? All right, well, I want you to keep that going for him. He's a great guy, runs, runs the show with me. Put your hands together right now. Start clapping right now for Max Friedman. Hey, how about Joe Noodleman, huh? Bringing me on stage. So let's hear it for him. Clap for Joe. He's beautiful. Great man. Are you guys uh, doing well? You're doing well? And I didn't, I didn't get to see who has not been here before. <laughs> hey, give yourselves a round of applause. No, this isn't a science class. This is great. This is what we do is uh, we get some of our favorite comics in the whole city. We get comics from all over the place. Uh, this time we've got a comic from LA we're very excited about uh, to come and perform in a room that could easily fit like 500 people. And we're like, nah, we'll go with like 15. That'd be like. <laughs> This will be fine, which is like 15 in a large art space. What is this, like a warehouse you can smoke in? Yeah, let's put nine people that seem very polite. One time someone knit in the front row. Yeah, that was you, right? That, was <laughs> that made me feel weird about my life decisions. Um, my name is Max. Uh, I'm the host tonight. I'm usually the host. Uh, let's hear it for me. Clap for me. I'm great. Um, I'll talk about myself for a little bit, then I'll start bringing up some of my favorite comics. How's that sound? Sounds good? That sounds perfect. It's good to hear. Um, yeah, I'm Max. Uh, I, I gotta tell you guys, I'm not sure if I'm attractive or not, right? Thank you so much. Uh, I needed that a lot. Uh, <laughs> I mean, in general, because like, I don't know, I'm like a, a tall guy, I'm Jewish, I also have like Nordic features, you know? 
And I try, like I go to the gym, like I do care, but I have these eyes like I do chemo and it's hard, it's tough. That's why, that's why it was real confusing. I was at a bar recently, I was talking to a girl and it was going pretty good. And at one point she's like, you're cute. You don't even look like a Jew. Whoa, right? <laughs> sort of brought me up, brought me back down. But I was into it, I played ball. You gotta play ball, you know, sir, right? You gotta, so I was like, you're sweet. You don't even seem like a Nazi. And we fell in love. It's wonderful. She's like, I love traditional white values. And I'm like, I love any female attention. We hit it off. This is great. She's like, you want to get out of here? You want me to hail a cab? I'm like, I'm not sure I want you to hail anything. Maybe you should call an Uber and donate to a museum. <laughs> it's got tight on museum. <laughs> I, uh, my buddy, he went on a bad date recently. And um, I asked him what happened. He's like, oh, well, you know, the girl, she's really attractive. We had a lot in common. The only problem was the kiss was not magic. <laughs> kiss was not magic. I was like, wow, buddy, you're a... Uh, Bad date sounds a whole lot like a good date. Are you kidding me? Just to be clear, uh, you made out with a girl you really like and were disappointed that there wasn't a thing that isn't real? What are you, like a prince? Are you kidding me? Like, this sound like a bad guy, you know? Like, personally, if a girl can get over my hairy shoulders and complete lack of emotions, I can do without the blessing of a wizard. So I think you should just be... Let's choose that you guys stretch. Yeah, like stretch your hamstrings. <laughs> I like to ask people that at times where it's uh, not appropriate. <laughs> and uh, they don't reciprocate. Um, <laughs> that's good. Uh, <laughs> that was such a weird moment. I, uh, you guys are doing good, though. <laughs> you, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> this is fun. Uh, <laughs> my, uh, my dad's name is Kip. Yours, too? Uh, I got a dad Kip vibe out of you. I don't know what it was. Um, his name's Kip. He's, uh, he's from New York City. He's a Jew. Uh, my mom, she's from Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. She's not a Jew. Sometimes that'd be weird. You know, cause, like, I go to New York and people would be like, oh, your mom's not a Jew, so technically you're not a Jew. But then in Oconomowoc, people would be like, oh, your dad's a Jew, so technically you're not going to heaven. And Neither felt good, uh, you know? It was weird. I grew up in Oconomowoc. That's where I grew up. I was the only Jew. It's just me. And that was strange. Like, I, I was 12 years old when 9-11 happened. Yeah. And that day, I was supposed to have a play date with my best friend, John. I showed up to the door. He came to the door. He's like, Max, my mom, she, uh, she doesn't want you to come inside because you're Jewish. Right? And that hurt. But in hindsight, I just wish I could have heard exactly how she worded that to my friend John. You know, just be like, listen, John, um, terrorists have attacked New York City, and um, the United States of America isn't sure who did it. Uh, but I am. <laughs> I know who it was. It was that 12-year-old Jewish tween, Max Friedman, and the Jews. He blew up New York City with all his buddies. You know the one that's like afraid of small girls? Yeah, he blew up the home of Sylvester Stallone. That's him. <laughs> I, uh, I'll tell you guys one story. You know, we get this show started. This is a weird thing. Having me in a bar recently. Um, I was at this bar and a, a man came up to me. You know men. Right? And he's like, hey, uh, would you like to go outside with me? 
and um, eat some of my Reese's Pieces candy. That's what I said. I said, yes, I would like to do that. I love, I love Reese's Pieces. So he went outside, and it was going pretty good. You know, I hadn't, I hadn't had Reese's Pieces in forever. I forgot how much I liked them, but like, more importantly, I forgot the way they make me feel. Uh, here's what gets a little weird, though. He's like, listen, dude, I got like two more bags of Reese's Pieces in my car. Um, and you can have them. You just have to agree to let me feel up your chest a little bit. And I was like, yeah, man, go right ahead, right? Because, like, I'm not gay. I'm also not going to die if this man touches my chest, right? It's 2017. I'm going to get prissy about a little dude-on-dude dude touch from my favorite peanut butter candies on the line. Are you kidding me? Do I think I'm too good for the touch of a man? Last time I checked, it was just fine for Princess Diana and Beyonce. I'm Max Friedman, right? So I tell you what I did. I looked Gerard right in his puppy dog eyes. I said, you get your hand on my sternum, man, because I haven't had my fill of Reese's... Reese's... Well, did I say Reese's? Oh, my God. I told the story all wrong. Uh, it wasn't Reese's Pieces. It was uh, cocaine. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Are you guys ready to get the show started? That's crazy here. We got one of my best buds coming up. Beautiful man. Really one of the most beautiful men. Uh, incredible comic. Let's start clapping right now for your favorite. You love him. Joe Noodleman. Isn't that awkward that I just brought him up and then five minutes later he brought me up? Did you just say yes? You should be a little more, you should be more supportive like she is. Like that was a very supportive, eh, like you don't give a shit. Thanks, Colleen. Guys, everyone, this is Colleen. Okay. That was all you deserved. <laughs> so uh, most people uh, wouldn't know it uh, to look at me, but... I actually don't trust the government, right? <laughs> Thanks, Colleen. Uh, <laughs> it's really, I know the government doesn't care about me, right? You, can, you know the government doesn't care about you, right? I mean, for years they've been spying on all of us, right? And I've done stuff online that should be very concerning to anyone who's paying attention, and they've said nothing to me, right? Like, I've spent entire days watching people trying to play Zelda four seconds faster than they played it the day before, which I also watched. <laughs> and the government has not once asked, are you doing okay? <laughs> Maybe you want to talk about something? This is some pretty unhealthy behavior, right? Like, how do they say nothing? That is clearly a cry for help, right? They got to do better, all right? Because Netflix will pause itself every three hours to make sure I'm not dead and wasting their <laughs> bandwidth, okay? The government saw me use Grubhub eight days in a row and just assumed I was fine, okay? Which is fucked up, because they can see my bank statements. They should know I'm not fine, all right? You know they're not our friend, right? You know that, right? Because they see every single thing that we Google, and they still let us borrow money. Are you shitting me? That is absurd. A friend would step in. A friend would say, hey, man, you just spent four hours looking at photos of baseball players' wives. It's pretty hot, but maybe you're not ready for that second mortgage, is what I'm thinking, right? A friend will be looking out for you. You know, I think whenever somebody refers to the government as Big Brother, I think that is incredibly misleading, okay? Because Big Brothers, like, they look out for you to make sure you don't hurt yourselves. They don't watch you hurt yourselves and then take 25%, okay? 
that's not a big brother, that's a stepdad, right? <laughs> Anyone else have one of those growing up? Guy who uh, fucked, your, fucked your mom, wasn't very nice to you? Anyone else have you? Sorry, man. Yeah, I'm just being empathetic for a moment. I couldn't do that. I couldn't share pain. Is he still around? No, both of them died. Oh, well, I'm sorry for one of them. You say your mom and he died, or both stepdads died? You had two stepdads? And she's still alive? Life insurance? Like, <laughs> well, okay, but she didn't take out life insurance, at least on the second one, after the first one? Man, what is, okay, you guys, all right. That's, is that not weird to anyone? If your first husband dies, shouldn't you, like, double down and bet on the second one, not making it either? Like, did, no? Am I, is that just me? It's just me? Is that weird that I thought about a spouse dying and immediately thought about how can I make money off of it? Is it? <laughs> All right, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I, uh, I don't eat pork. Does anyone else not eat pork in here? One. Okay, so a few. Oh, yeah. You forgot? I get it. it is, I guess. Uh, I, don't, I don't avoid it for health reasons or uh, religious reasons. Nothing, uh, nothing stupid like that. I don't know what you guys... Okay. Uh, <laughs> It's that I'm pretty sure pigs are actually unevolved people. Are you guys all on board? The idea? Kind of? All right. Uh, do you know we have the same skin? Do you know that? Scientifically speaking, pig skin and human skin are the two closest things to one another on the planet, okay? Which means we feel the same. So touching a pig is exactly like touching a random stranger, right? Exciting, but frowned upon, okay? <laughs> But it also means that pigs are the perfect pet, because unlike a cat or a dog, a pig would actually feel like the person your life is missing, right? <laughs> right, if you close your eyes and snuggle up, it's like she never left you, do you understand? <laughs> that's a skin, that's one. Do you know we have interchangeable organs with pigs? Right, heart. right, kidneys, our heart valves, bless you, uh, our, our thyroids, right? For years now, doctors have putting parts of pigs into sick people. That's the end of that sentence, okay? <laughs> Is that not alarming to anyone? The animal's not full of meat, okay? It's full of spare parts, all right? So organs, that's two. Do you know we taste like pig? I've heard. You know cannibals actually call human flesh long pig because we taste the same? You, you guys feeling okay right now? Still feel like this is a dumb theory that I have? Although, this is weird. Most people don't actually agree with me uh, when I start going on this tangent, so thank you. <laughs> you ever wonder why pork clogs your arteries? Maybe it's because you put too much you in you. Ever think of it that way? <laughs> you know, this is honestly what I think happened. I think, I think at the dawn of time, a pig and a chimp got together and we came out, okay? That's honestly what I think happened, and you're not changing my mind, all right? And I think the first human beings knew what was going on, but they realized the rest of us couldn't understand. They could, we couldn't handle it. So they left hints for us to figure it out later down the line. They left clues for us in a little book called the Bible. I don't know if you guys get the Bible out here or not. How come when God creates Eve, why is she made out of spare ribs? Right? He's God. He could have used, I don't know, anything. He chose the one thing that benefits from a dry rub. I think he's trying to tell us something, okay? Look, and I'll tell people this theory all the time, you know, because I'm really awkward in social situations, right? And guys especially will say to me, like, Joe, you make a lot of good points, and you're clearly very intelligent. Their words, not mine, okay? <laughs> but they say, 
if this is true, if we're related to pigs somehow, I think I would at least be somewhat sexually attracted to them. That's a fair, yet surprisingly rural point to make, right? <laughs> you, ever, you ever notice like long black boots, you know, like long black boots, they're really sexy, right? You know, because they make your feet look like hooves, right? That's just psychologically what we're into. Okay, look, I'm not claiming to have all the answers here, all right? I'm just asking the tough questions that scare big pork, okay? Because I don't know what the end game is, but I know what they don't want is a bunch of people asking things like, what exactly is a piggyback ride? And why are you calling it that? I know you're saying it's just a fun game for kids, but I think it's a story of how we got here, okay? Uh, uh. So do you guys actually think pigs are people, or was that just you trying to be supportive? Okay, but that didn't answer the question. You, but, but when I started the bit, you're like, you think pigs are people too? No. You're just being supportive? Yes. That was, that was a, this is a weird thing to be supportive about. You didn't know where that was going to go. I mean, I appreciate it. Okay. I feel like I shouldn't interact. Long pig? Yeah. Yeah? Have you read the same books I have? I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm just going to talk. All right. We're done, Colin. Okay. <laughs> So uh, I'm in my, my mid-30s. I mean, I'm 34. I should probably admit that it's mid-30s by now. Uh, but if there's one thing I'm noticing as I'm getting older, it's that uh, I'm getting more conservative. Do you ever notice this as you, as you get older? Anyone? No one? No? Okay, I'm alone. Uh, like when I was in my 20s, I used to say all the time things like, man, I fucking hate guns, right? Which was really hypocritical because at the same time, I was saying that swords are super cool, right? <laughs> and what is a gun if not a lazy man's scimitar, right? They're the same thing, okay? And this is the most pretentious part of my set, uh, which is saying quite a bit. I actually, I don't think guns are the problem. Uh, I think the fact that human beings are killing one another, that's the problem, right? And guns are just the most easily accessible version we have to make that happen, right? And we can't fix a problem by getting rid of the most easy accessible version of a problem. That's like, that's like trying to fix racism by outlawing the YouTube comment section, okay? <laughs> It's a nice idea, right? But a racist person could just as easily post on Facebook or retweet the president. You solve nothing, do you understand? And even like the worst tragedies in the country's history, like even like school massacres, okay, which we're all way too familiar with. Do you know the biggest school massacre in the country's history took place in the 1930s, right? Using a homemade bomb. No guns were used, all right? I'm just pointing out you don't need guns to kill people. Especially kids, okay? Kids are still super easy to kill without guns, all right? You ever look at a toy? Most have instructions on how you can use a toy to kill a kid printed on the box, all right? Most of the time, that's a warning label, but if you're looking to kill some kids, those are cliff notes, do you understand? Oh, it's flammable and a choking hazard? That's two in one. Think of the savings, okay? And I don't want you to think I'm making light of school shootings, even though that's exactly what I just did. Uh, I take the topic very, very personally, okay? I was actually... I was actually in high school uh, when Columbine happened. I don't know if anyone's a fan of Columbine in here. Uh, it's retro, you never know. Uh, that's not that interesting, right? There were a ton of people in high school at that time. What's interesting is a month later, Newsweek published a study where having gone to hundreds of high schools across the country, they concluded that at that time, my high school, the most likely to be the next Columbine. Everyone started being a lot nicer to me. <laughs> Which really just made me want to kill them more. Do you understand? 
All right, well, that was supposed to be the big laugh to get off on, <laughs> which I guess that's going to have to do. Uh, but thank you guys so much. Hey, one more time for Joe Noodleman, huh? He needs it. It's great. You guys have been a very good audience so far. You guys ready to keep going? Good. We got a special guest coming up. This is in all the way from LA. She used to live in Bridgeport. She came back to do our show. I want you guys to get very excited for Miss Sarah Kenny. I don't was that an animal noise? Uh, oh, good good dad good dad impression. You guys know my dad? Okay. Um you know, this guy asked me if I wanted to go clubbing. I was like, you know what, I'm a little bit old to be killing seals. I don't think that's on my agenda. I clean my apartment from top to bottom. Totally clean it all out. And my roommates are really pissed because they're bugs. Yeah, you know what, I didn't even want to be a comedian, but my parents pressured me into it. I wanted to be a software engineer. They're like, Sarah, that's a pipe dream. You need something reliable, like comedy or bucket drumming. They were right, though. You know, a few years ago, I moved all the way across the country for my first high-paying job in the tech industry as a data scientist. And it was awesome. Like, I was making a shit ton of money. I had this killer apartment with, like, a view of the skyline. You guys, I got laid off right away. That, <laughs> that did not last for me. Did you know that like humans can't tell the difference between a poem that was generated by a machine and one that was written by an actual English professor? And the reason is because in both cases, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> you can't, just doesn't really matter. I don't know if you guys heard about this whole Google manifesto thing. Apparently it was this guy at Google, he circulated this document essentially ranting that women are worse software engineers than men because of our periods or some shit. I don't know, I don't read anything with diversity in the title, but um, there is this organization called Girls Who Code, you know, and they try to get more women involved in computer science. And, and they asked me if I would give a talk to their group, and I was like, wait a minute, why would I want that? You know what, less women in tech, more guys for me. <laughs> And you know what, if that kind of basic math isn't obvious to you, you were never gonna make it in this field anyway. So, why bother? Like, it is pretty cool though that we are about to abolish slave labor with technology. You know, we're just gonna replace all the slaves with robots. The only downside is we are actually gonna need to make all the robots, we're gonna need a lot of slaves. So, there might be a hole or two in this plan. I don't know, we, we didn't really think it through all that much. It was designed by women. Um, <clears throat> did you know that if you push the pedestrian crosswalk button a bunch of times in a row, it will not change the light any faster? <laughs> but if you push it enough times, it will dispense a little pellet of food to reward you for your hard work. I love that like in this day and age, you still have people that will say like, I didn't see that TV show, that was before my time. Oh, so what you're telling me is you're a really young person with a really old person understanding of the internet. Like that's, that's what I'm getting from that. And you know, I can, tell I, I, I can tell I'm getting older because I'm mortal and that's how time works. 
But you know what? Some women, they don't like to be called ma'am. It makes them feel old. You know, that's why the more politically correct term for them is cunt. Um, because it's ageless. So, it offends no one. And I don't know why anybody would be, even be self-conscious about that anyway. We all know it's not how old you are that matters. It's how old the people you're sleeping with are that matters. And next week, my boyfriend turns 18. So... We can finally get together and vote. It's going to be hot, you guys. You know, I was like, I was riding my bike the other day, and, and it was a really hot day, and I, and I passed by these guys, these Hasidic Jews, that even though it was so hot, they're wearing full suits and hats and, like, sweating profusely. And I wanted to pull over and be like, hey, you know religion is optional, right? But you know, I kept that to myself, because I'm a good person. Do you think there's anybody that wears a burqa purely for fashion reasons? Like, I'm not Muslim, I just look really good as a giant dark blob. That's, this is my fashion now. And like, speaking of really dumb religions, my parents are super ca Catholic, like so, so Christian. And yet, somehow, at the age of 18, they let my boyfriend move into our house with us. Because they're like, we know you're not gonna fuck him out of wedlock because of all that burning in hell shit, right? Yeah, okay, I know the rules. No sex until marriage. But one day he did come home with a giant rock and he was like, Sarah, will you sell this Coke with me? And you know, I had to check my Bible. It turns out there's no rules in there about dealing blow out of your parents' basement. So I was like, cut it up, we're good. You know, like, isn't it weird that, like, it sucks that I can't put Coke dealer on my resume, because I was, like, really good at that. You just have to settle. But to be fair, like, it's so much easier to sell Coke than furniture. <laughs> and, you know, like, selling furniture, that was the only job I ever got drug tested for. Like, why, why would you even do, you know, what's the risk there? I might get so high I sell this hideous white leather sectional to a family because I'm convinced that it's beautiful, you know? And the weird thing was I didn't care about the job at all. So when I showed up for the drug test, I had tons of shit in my system. And yet they're like, okay, you're clean. I'm like, really? I shouldn't be. <laughs> what are you testing for? PCP and AIDS? Okay, because I don't have either of those things in my system. You know, tipping is a really messed up way to pay people, right? It's sort of like, um, so how much do I owe you? How much do you think you owe me? I was, I was gonna give you like what's on the bill here. Oh, you're just gonna give me exactly what I asked for? No, that's fine, that's fine, bitch. And then like it's not always clear who you tip, right? Like my meth dealer, you know? I'm giving him exactly what he asked for. I'm not kicking in an extra 10 bucks just cause he's my dad. That's stupid. You know, a lot of deaf people say that I sign with a Jamaican accent. I think it's because I'm vegan. <laughs> you know, my name, <laughs> so you know, I've been vegan for like 18 years and sometimes people are like, oh, that's bullshit. In 18 years, you haven't eaten any animal products. I'm like, well, you know, we all do our best. Sometimes things get by the goalie. That's how it is. Like, yeah, I know there's some eggs in that brownie, but there's also weed in that brownie. 
so guess who's winning that one? My name is super common, uh, Sarah, you know, but my spelling is very unique. I spell it with 15 silent H's. You might be like, why 15? You know, it's the same reason that you have one. Nobody knows. Do you guys, do you ever wake up super hungover and you like look at the guy next to you in bed and you're like, oh shit, he still lives here. I didn't take care of that yet. And I did, I did live with my boyfriend and um, he liked to lay in bed together for a long time after we woke up in the morning. And I thought it was really romantic, but it turned out to be clinical depression. <laughs> he just couldn't get out of bed. But like, there are some benefits to dating a really depressed guy. You know, we never had any political arguments because, you know, I tend to vote Green Party and like, he doesn't vote because who cares? We're all gonna die. That's just, that's just the way that it goes. I heard, this, uh, I heard this one comedian and like he started his set by saying, you know what, if I was alive when slavery existed, I was like, oh. Do you think your phone was made by little elves? <laughs> no, those were children, sorry. But I think it's sweet that people are optimistic. People still believe the US gets involved in wars for humanitarian reasons. <laughs> like, have you met us? We're really selfish. We're not trying to help anybody. It reminds me of when I dated this guy who was really selfish, and one day out of the blue, he said, I'm gonna start volunteering at the YMCA for humanitarian reasons, which later turned out to be court-ordered DUI-related humanitarian <laughs> reasons. Yeah, he was kind of a jerk. Like, one day he found something on his penis, and he tried to blame it on me. He was like, um, obviously I got this from you, like you're sluttier than me. You've been with like 20 more people than me. Hey, I'm 15 years older. You know what? It's average. Just do the math. But the joke was on him. He went to the doctor. It wasn't even an STD. It was just a tumor. So everything worked out fine. For me. I'm the protagonist in all my jokes. Sometimes I can't tell if I'm shaving my legs because I think I'm gonna hook up with somebody that night or if I just end up hooking up with someone because I'm like, oh, my legs are shaved. I should really take advantage of this, you know? And like, it's been warmer out and I've been wearing shorts, so I've been shaving my legs, but in the cooler months, I just let my leg hair grow out. But what sucks is there's no good season to let my beard grow out. It just, it doesn't look good with anything especially breasts, which is not a huge concern for me, but it's a concern. So my, um, my ex-boyfriend and I, we decided to become fuck buddies. We figured it's really safe. Nobody will get hurt because we already hate each other. Um, some, you know, some people think that women like to date assholes because they want the challenge of the pursuit, but I actually prefer to date a nice guy. I like the challenge of turning him into an asshole which I'm actually really good at. I don't wanna brag, you guys. All right, that's my time, thank you. That's great, keep it going for it. Are you guys ready for your final comic of the evening? That's not good, that's not enough though. Are you guys ready? That's weird, but. That's good. I gotta tell you guys, this guy, he's one of the funniest guys in the city. He performs all over the city, performs all over the place. I think you guys are gonna really love him. I want you guys to give a very warm round of applause for Mr. Calvin Evans.
Hey, how we feeling? We good? That's what I'm talking. Okay, that broke. All right. Sit that out the way. Oh, man. What is this? Where are we right now? What is... I know this bridge. I'm saying, what the fuck? What is this place? This... <laughs> I feel like y'all supposed to be drawing me while I'm talking. Like, it's very artsy. Very, very artsy. Um, I got pissed off at a Febreze commercial today. It sounds stupid, but you gotta watch how they market stuff to us. We all seen this commercial, right? They got two people blindfolded in the space they've never been in. And they walk in, they're like, oh my God, it smells like fruits and berries and, and springtime, where are we? And they take the blindfold off and there's two dead bodies laying in front of them, right? <laughs> flies and shit coming off the body. But, but they so enamored with the Febreze, they're like, oh my God, Febreze, how did y'all do this? This is so amazing. Never in my life have I ever took a shit in my house, sprayed Febreze. Had somebody come over and be like, hey, it smells like fresh linen in here. Anytime I shit in my house and spray Febreze, people come over and be like, hey, did you shit and try to cover it up with some Febreze? Because it smells like shit and linen in here. It smells like shitty linen, actually. Don't mix the two, it don't work. Oh, man. Um, I hate stuff. I'm for real, like I hate, I hate terms and conditions. Especially when they come up on your phone, because you, you we just accept it, we'll never read it. I feel like it's a conspiracy theory in my mind based on all the information in your phone, like, because terms and conditions could be anything. They just put bug fixes, and then after that it's 72 pages of shit we never read. We don't know what it is. And we just accept it, because we want to use our phone. But based on the information in our phone, they could take that information, create a clone of us, put it out into the world, and if it ever run into us in real life, it fight us to the death. Like, that could be terms and conditions, but we don't know. <laughs> We just accept it. That's important shit. We accept. Don't even think about it. But it's way less important shit that we actually think about. You ever be at Walgreens and you pay for something and be like, would you like to donate a dollar to kids with leukemia? You in line like, ah, ah, leukemia, oh, shit. Let me ask you this. Is, um, is the kids here right now? Get my fucking change back. Fuck them kids. Nobody cares about kids for real. Nobody. Unless you have kids, that's when you care about kids. You care about your kid amongst other kids, but nobody really cares about kids. Think about it. They put speed bumps in school zones. What you do when you drive through there? You speed to the speed bump, slow down, go over the speed bump. You speed the rest of the way. You get to the end of the block, you're like, fuck those kids. Like, you don't, <laughs> we don't, Chicago don't care about kids. They put speed cameras to make money in school zones, right? I feel like they truly cared about kids. They take out the speed cameras, they take out the speed bumps, and they'll put state mandated potholes around all the schools. <laughs> Nobody gets any money, but ain't nobody speeding through potholes. I don't give a fuck what type of car you got. You're not speeding. Not speeding through no potholes. I learned something about fat kids last Halloween. I learned that fat kids can only be fat plus they costume. And what I mean by that, let's say like a kid fat and they Spider-Man. They fat Spider-Man. They cannot be regular Spider-Man. My mind won't process that shit. And the way I found out it was Halloween, this kid knocked on my door. I was like, hey, man, what you supposed to be? He was like... <laughs> I'm Superman. I'm like, nah, you fat Superman. The only thing you saving is room for dessert. And the only thing you fighting is diabetes. Get your big ass away from my house. I skip fat kids when they come to my house. I'm like, here you go, there you go, and you right here. You take a lap around the block, come back. 
I'm gonna have some fruits and vegetables for you when you get back. <laughs> some hydroxy cut because I can't, <laughs> I can't help you once you leave, big man. I was feeling nostalgic. I went on uh, YouTube and I started watching Michael Jackson videos and I came across Michael Jackson, Remember the Time. Y'all remember this song? Do you remember ah, when we fell? It was like around the time Michael Jackson just stopped opening his mouth all the way. Like nobody said shit, but we just kept buying the albums, right? But if you remember the video, it was set in like the, like, it was like set in Egypt. You got Michael Jackson at the height of his career, playing the Pharaoh. Eddie Murphy, arguably one of the greatest comedians of all time. Playing his wife is this gorgeous model name of mine. I'm watching the video, I'm jamming out. The cinematography amazing, choreography amazing. And for some odd reason, Magic Johnson is in this video. <laughs> now don't get me wrong, Magic Johnson was an amazing basketball player. He wasn't the best public speaker. Everybody in this video, they act and they talk like they're in Egypt. He talking like he in Detroit. The shit makes no sense at all. I got questions, I need answers. So I go online, I do a little research, and I found out that this video came out in 1992. If y'all remember, Magic Johnson announced that he had HIV in 1991. And that shit hit me like a ton of bricks. This was Magic Johnson's Make-A-Wish. <laughs> Nobody thought he was gonna live to 1993. And if you down of a terminal illness in 1990, anything, you want the Make-A-Wish Foundation to send you to Michael Jackson house so you could pet a giraffe, hug a monkey, ride a Ferris wheel, learn how to do the moonwalk. Magic Johnson used his celebrity to bump some kid on a make-a-wish list. Some doctor was walking into the room to tell his family the great news. Timmy, Timmy, we have some great news for you. The uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation has contacted us. And uh, you'll be happy to know that, um, I'm sorry, just a second. What'd you say, Phil? Magic Johnson. Okay, no, no, I'll let him know, I'll let him know. Um, Timmy, um, we got you a fast pass to Six Flags because we know you don't have time to be waiting in those lines. So you go ahead and you get out of here, champ. Now some of y'all thinking right now, that's kind of fucked up. It's cool shit about my comedy, you got layers to it. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pull the comedy veil back just a little bit on this joke. <laughs> Magic Johnson actually saved Timmy from being molested at Michael Jackson house. So the fast pass ain't so bad. Some of y'all still like, nah, that's still fucked up. So I'm gonna go ahead and just pull a comedy veil off on this joke. Magic Johnson, still alive, billionaire. Michael Jackson passed away. Timmy was fucking made up. He does not exist. What the <laughs> fuck? It's not that serious, it's just jokes. I made it up. Fuck it, for the sake of the joke, Timmy grew up to be R. Kelly. Who knows, nobody, nobody knows how this shit ends. I ain't think it through. <laughs> Oh, shit. I um, recently took a trip to see my sister. She goes to the University of Mizzou. Uh, the Mizzou University, I don't know. I went to visit her and I didn't, didn't feel like driving down. You said what? No, you said it, what is it? University of Montana, Mizzou. University of Montana in Mizzou? I didn't say Montana. Missouri. It's Missouri, but. University of Missouri in Mizzou, I thought. This is getting weird. Um, <laughs> She goes to Mizzou. Can we just do that? Yeah. Let's save. Let's save everybody. Know Mizzou. Mm. Tigers. I think. I don't know. I didn't want to drive. This is the point of this shit. I didn't want to drive there, so I decided. You know what? I'm gonna take a flight. I looked at all the flights. They were like three hundred dollars. I'm like, fuck that. Let me check Priceline. I found a flight on Priceline for a hundred bucks. I'm like, I gotta buy it. 
I print my itinerary out and the shit says Air Choice One. Has anybody ever heard of Air Choice One? It shit sound like some fake Nikes, don't it? I get to the airport, I ask the lady, I say, excuse me, ma'am, could you tell me what Air Choice One is? She was like, yeah, just keep walking till you can't walk no more. And I start walking through the, through the airport and I knew I fucked up when I passed Spirit. The people at Spirit was looking at me like, yeah, you fucked up, you should've, you definitely would've wanted to fly with us instead of Air Choice One. I fucking hate Spirit, man. You gotta pay for everything. You can buy a $10 flight by the time you're done paying for bags and all this shit, it's like 35, it's like fucking $300. I was on a flight one time, they were doing like the, the safety belt check, and I looked down, I raised my hand, I'm like, excuse me, I don't have a, I don't have a seat belt. And they was like, yeah, you ain't pay for that shit. And I was like, oh. just lock arms with the people in your row, and you'll be all right. I walk through the airport, I get to, I get to, I find Air, Air Choice One, I get to the kiosk. Usually when you get to the kiosk, when you come in, right, somebody's standing there, they're gonna print your boarding pass off, they're gonna take your bags. I get to they, they kiosk, it's a, it's a sign and a bell that says ring for service. No bullshit, no problem. I ring the bell, lady comes out, I say, hey, I'm flying to St. Louis. She was like, cool, and she stamped my hand. I was like, I'm not getting a ticket. She was like, no, get the fuck out of here. So I took my hand stamp on my bag, I went to TSA, and I'm gonna say this shit, I feel like TSA like a one night stand. You think about it, cause you walk up, they like, yeah, take them shoes off, yeah, take them shoes off. Yeah, take that belt off, you ain't gonna need that belt. You got some change in your pocket, get rid of that. Man. I'm about to scan your body. And then when it's over, you holding your clothes, and they're like, get the fuck out of here. You're like, what? Get the fuck out of here. I'm like, I thought we, I thought we had something. I get to my terminal, usually you get to a terminal, it's people sitting down, they wait for the plane to come in. I get to my terminal, it's a brick wall with a door and a line of people standing behind this door, a lady with a clipboard, she says, Calvin, Calvin Evans, I'm like, yeah, that's me. She's like, we almost left you, let's go. <laughs> we go through this door, we go down two flights of stairs, we end up on the tarmac. I'm excited as shit because in my mind, I found some secret Priceline private jet shit, like they do it to like every 1,000, I don't know, I just, in my mind, I was like, we get on a private jet, this is gonna be fucking amazing. We start walking towards this plane, and the only way I could describe this plane is this was the, the plane that the Wright brothers was like, I think we figured out, I think we got it, I think we figured out airplanes. It's one of them planes with the propeller on the front of it, real small, you gotta start it with your hand like this. Get out of here. Everybody looking around like, what the fuck did we pay for? This one chick was like, I gotta call my dad. She walked off, never came back. She, we get on this small ass plane, there's only 10 seats. The first two seats is the pilot, the co-pilot, and there's four seats, two rows going back. I'm sitting on this plane looking around like, I've never in my life had a terrorist thought. But I think I could take this plane with my shoe. I think, <laughs> if I just start hitting people in the head with my shoe, I could take this plane. <laughs> this plane starts driving down the runway. Big ass runway, small planes. Just driving down the runway for like 10 minutes. It's just, I'm like, I don't think this shit can fly. It's just like literally, we were just driving on the runway very slowly for like 10 minutes. And then surely, shortly, the fucking plane started sputtering and started getting off the ground. Everybody nervous. Now, usually when you get on a commercial flight, it get above the clouds and look like you're in heaven. This plane got up just high enough <laughs> and flew along the expressway to St. Louis. No bullshit. 55. We flew along 55 all the way to St. Louis. It was Air Megabus, that's what the fuck it was. <laughs> Made it to St. Louis, landed. I've, I've, I got off the plane, just started hugging other passengers. Like, come here, come on, we went through some shit. Take my number. <sighs> I hate driving. Anybody got a shitty car here? Anybody, shitty car? 
she did this. <laughs> ah, so so, it was a bunch of other people looking at the person they came, but like, you didn't hear what he said? <laughs> about your, oh, now we'll talk about it when we get outside, that's fine. A lot of people don't know they got shitty cars. This is how you know, you got a shitty car, if somebody get in your car, and you start explaining shit right away. <laughs> hey, real quick, your seatbelt don't work. Tie the rope around your waist, but still put the belt across, because I don't want to get a ticket. And don't touch the window, because if it go down, it's not coming back up. <laughs> you know you got a shitty car when your car broke down, and you more concerned about the gas you put into it than actually getting the problem fixed. You stand outside the car like, I just put $40 in that fucking car. Your friend like, what about the transmission? Fuck the transmission! I'm gonna get this gas out. I gotta get this gas out. <laughs> Somebody about on Craigslist. I hate public transportation too. It's just weird shit. I was on a, on a bus one time and this pregnant lady got on. And I wanted to be shivering. So I said, ma'am, would you like to have my seat? She says, yes. I stand up, she sits down. As I'm standing on the bus, I'm looking at her. And I realize she's not pregnant at all. <laughs> yeah, she just all the way the hell out of shape. And the entire time I'm standing, I'm thinking to myself, how can I ask for my seat back? Because I want to sit down and she needs to stand up. How many stops? There's no polite way to ask for your seat back. Excuse me, ma'am, um, due to your poorly misshapen body. Um, I was under the impression that you were pregnant. However, you are not. And um, I feel as though you gained your seat under false pretense. Please get the fuck up. I don't know how to ask for my seat back. I hate the train too. The train, it's the worst. Cause you, you don't, they don't stop the train for nobody, no matter what's going on. That's, the shit could be on fire. They like, next stop, Roosevelt. Like they not fucking stopping that train. And you never know what's gonna happen. It's always the quiet before the storm, right? You sitting there, you got your phone out. It's cool, making your commute. Then all of a sudden you hear, excuse me, I don't mean no harm. You're like, where the fuck did he come from? How the fuck did he get on the train? Like, and they play that message on the train, right? If you see any suspicious activity, please report it to a CTA employee. I'm looking around the train like, so, so don't nobody see this naked homeless man just sleeping in the car over here? Don't nobody see this shit? Don't nobody see this grown man dressed like Goku from Dragon Ball Z? Don't nobody see this shit? Don't nobody see these white people on the red line past 35th? Don't nobody, nobody see this shit? I'll be on the train pushing the button like, hey, it's me again. Um, I ain't no snitch, but all this shit is suspicious, please. It's an associate back here with some Febreze. It stinks. I don't know. <laughs> I hate that Chicago took plastic bags out of, out of the grocery stores last year, then they brought them back and they made us pay for them. It's crazy shit in the world because for me, I, like, I, don't, I don't just have plastic. Like, BYO, I don't have plastic bags like that. All the bags that I keep in my house are from like retail stores, H&M, fucking Foot Locker. Nike, I got big ass like shopping bags, so when I go grocery shopping, when I leave out, it look like I just fucking went shopping, right? <laughs> my biggest fear that I'm gonna get robbed for my groceries <laughs> and these fucking store, like these department store bags, and the guy gonna get home and be mad as fuck. But he not gonna be hungry. He is not gonna be hungry. <laughs> I didn't know they took plastic bags out of grocery stores, right? I walked in the store, paid for my shit, the guy behind the counter looked at me and was like, so what you gonna do? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, how are you gonna get this shit out of here? So I looked down the belt with a plastic bag. She was like, y'all, no plastic bags. So I had to take all my groceries, put it into a little red basket. And I took that basket home because they never said we can't take those basket homes. 
You can't take plastic bags from us. What are we gonna put in our small garbage cans at home, huh? How are we gonna get our lunch to and from work? How are we gonna get them other groceries home from Aldi? We need these free plastic bags to keep our shit together. Anybody shop at Aldi? You shop at Aldi, you know it's only two people that work in the store. It's a cashier and an armed security guard. Those are the only two fucking people in the store. You've never asked nobody for help at Aldi. Excuse me, you know what they finally like, man, just keep walking around, man. <laughs> nah, it ain't that big in here. You'll figure that shit out. Keep walking around. It's not. It's only four hours at Aldi. <laughs> Aldi's the only, only store that sells plastic bags. Originally, growing up, they are the only store that sells plastic bags. And the reason was they had a deal, right? It was like, we're going to sell you fake food at a discounted price. You buy the bag for 10 cents, and the shit balance out. If you ever bought an Aldi's bag, Aldi's got some of the strongest fucking bags in the world. You can move a small apartment with an Aldi's bag. That shit is the strongest. Mm. I feel like cell phones are the only thing counterfeiting racism. Counterfeiting racism, smartphones, right? You ever type the word nigga in your phone? Your phone just changes the word immediately. Night, night, don't do that. Like your phone just find a word to replace it with. But if you type it enough times in your phone, it become a part of the phone lexicon. One time I went to go write good night, the phone was like, good nigga. I was like, what the fuck is this? I called AT&T like, excuse me, this white iPhone is getting real comfortable. I don't know if this is a part of the terms and conditions, but I do not, I do not accept this shit. I want to talk about current events. I, really, I usually don't do current events, but it was just like this, that, that March. What is it? What was it? I don't know. I don't. Yeah. What, what was it? What was, what was the, 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 what was the name of it? Like, what did they call it? <laughs> no, I feel like it was more, I feel like they whittled it down to, to at least two words. What was it? Unite the right. Okay, I don't know. I mean, I, like, I, I, don't, I don't watch the news. I don't watch the news. Like, I, just, I watch Facebook, right? Because the news, they tell you what, what they want you to know, right? But I feel like Facebook, people post all the information they get, I go through it, and the shit don't matter no more. That's why I like social, I like social media. Nothing matters anymore. Like, everybody get mad, everybody get excited. That shit go down our timeline, and that shit don't matter no more. Case in point, like, remember the Asian dude that got drugged off the United flight? Nobody talking about that shit no more. It happened, it's over with, it's, it's dead. Nobody talk about that shit. And I wa like watching that news story unfold, I learned two things. One, the Asian dude could not fight. That's very important, he could not, <laughs> he couldn't fight. The second thing I learned was that Asian people don't give a fuck about Asian people. And I say that because if that was a black dude that got pulled off that flight, or a black person in general, we would have shut shit down. Like, we would have been outside of every fucking airport across the United States. United against United! United! Like, we would have shut shit. Nobody flying no fucking... United, no, no. We shutting their shit down. But Asian people didn't do anything. Asian people just kept doing whatever the fuck it is Asian people do. I don't, I don't know. I don't think anybody knows what Asian people do. They real low-key. They just low-key. They call it... What they, what they call They call themselves the model... What is it called? They call themselves the... The model minority. I'm not making that up. I, Asian person told me that, model minority. Like, that's fucking crazy. And that's, that's sound like some, some shit that misdirects you. I feel like we gotta watch Asian people because they so low key. Like everybody think like Kim Jong-il is launching missiles. They're not launching missiles, okay? They launching cell phones, all right? Y'all think them Galaxy Notes blowing up in people's face was an accident? 
Y'all, Asian people, bad drivers, no, they kamikaze pilots. We have to watch these motherfuckers, they real. I feel like y'all getting uncomfortable, but it's not. These are just observations. You ever be walking down the street, just see a small Asian woman with a, with a mask on? I be like, what the fuck am I breathing in that you can't breathe in? What the fuck? America fucked they shit up years ago. You don't think they gonna get us back at some point? They have to, they have to. America dropped two atom bombs. Two. They dropped the first, and it was like four days apart. They dropped the first one like well, America was like, oh shit. Fuck, did you see that shit? We paid for two, right? <laughs> Drop that motherfucker. We dropped two fucking atom bombs. And we don't think they're gonna get us back. Asian people so low-key, they don't even have fucked up stereotypes. Here's a stereotype about Asian. They say Asian people could do math very well. That's not fucked up at all. That's probably one of the greatest stereotypes of all time. Next to all black dudes that got big dicks. But that's, that's more factual than myth. But. but I figured out why Asian people can do math very well. Have you ever been doing a, doing a math problem? You're looking at it like, I don't understand this shit. It's so fucking complicated. You're staring at it. And you squint your eyes, you're like, oh, they go to answer right there. Asian people's eyes are always squinted. They see the shit immediately. Oh, remain the six right there. So easy. <laughs> I don't know why y'all so uncomfortable. Oh, man. I feel like race is just, I, I, don't, I don't like, I don't care. Like, I don't, like, I feel like race makes people uncomfortable because, I don't know, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why it makes people uncomfortable. Because it's, it's everything, everything. Maybe, maybe because people are made aware of their race. Like, I, every day I wake up, like, I know I'm black. And I, I think about being black in different situations. I don't know if white people had that in their mind. I think white privilege, in my opinion, is being able to not have to say if that was a whatever race you are. Like, black people, we don't have that privilege. Like, when shit happened, like, black people are like, man, if that was a black person, we got fucked up. Like that's that's always like we put ourselves in that situation. Like, do white people do y'all do that? Do y'all ever say if, I, if that was a white person? Do y'all ever do that? That's fucking amazing. Nobody should think I had to think about it. Like, no, you don't. I think the only time, like I could imagine, like a like y'all watch the news and like a black dude get shot. Y'all be like, man, if that was a white person, he probably would have made it home and <laughs> watched Game of Thrones. Like, <laughs> damn. I think the only time like that would be a fucked up situation. It got to be like real specific for a white person to say that. Like if you're watching a basketball game and um, a black basketball player goes up to dunk the ball and another black athlete like blocks the ball, a white dude could be like, man, if that was a white dude, he got fucking dunked on. Like that, that's, <laughs> it got to be like real specific shit like that. But other than that, that's fucking, but I feel like, like that, what was it? What was the name of that march again? Unite the Right, Unite the right. yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, like, I, like, I, get, I kinda get it. Like, I'm not, I'm not playing devil's advocate, but I, I get it. Like, white, straight white males have been under attack for like the last four years. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, four years, like, I feel like before it was just like white dudes, but then it was like straight white males, they the problem. Like, I feel like they like, they was like, fuck this, bro. Like, let's get these tiki torches and fucking, like, I don't, I don't approve of the message, but I felt like, I don't know, I don't know, I feel like. They just had enough, like, fuck this shit. <laughs> they put on them board shorts and them polos. They was like, let's, let's do this shit. Did y'all see, see the, everybody had on collared shirts. Like, it was fucking organized. Like, you get a tiki candle, you get a tiki candle. What is that, Isaac, get out of here. Fucking crazy, man. 
Everybody, dude, look, look at the picture. Everybody had on fucking collared shirts. That's fucking, that's organized, that's organized. You said in belts, they shit was tucked in. We mean business, like, we mean business. I fucking had a committee. <laughs> Who was in charge of getting the tiki torches? That's what the fuck I wanna know. When it's a Menards, like, we need 3,000 tiki torches right now. The manager's like, are you serious? You've made my day. Because <laughs> nobody was buying this shit. It was like a sale, like two for, two for one or some shit. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's just, I, I feel like we just, I, <laughs> I feel like this art space making me think deeply. And I'm not, I'm not even telling jokes. Like, <laughs> like, like, I feel like, like with like, like with the, like now with like transgender people, now it's like, you don't like every like when I go into like like business settings now they like you gotta say your name and like my name's Calvin, he his like you gotta do that shit now like that's that's like the standard I was just like I don't I don't get that it don't make sense to me because in my mind if you have a name you don't have to say he his or she hers or they them and I think they them is kind of fucked up because now you get to be more than one person as a transgender person right if I'm transgender like no my name's Tim. They, them. Like, that's, that's not fucked up to y'all. Like, you get to be more than one person. Let me put it in a scenario that make more sense. Could you imagine a transgender person killed another transgender person and somebody witnessed it and a lawyer is cross-examining the witness. He walks in, he's, yeah. Now, uh, Mr. Dubois, could you tell me, could you, could you point out who killed Mr. Anthony? And the person sitting on the stand gonna be like, yes, I can point them out there, right there. Them shot they in cold blood. I'm sorry, you said, you said them right there? Yes, them right there. Shot them and they in cold blood. I'm, I'm confused with what you're saying. You're pointing at one person, but you're referring to a group of people. Yes, I know what I'm saying. Them came into the apartment and shot they in cold blood. That's fucking stupid. Just say that person's name. It's that simple. I feel like y'all, am I wrong for thinking like that? I feel like y'all looking at me like, that's just, like, am I, am I wrong for just, just, that's why we have names, right? What's your name? Kate. That's Kate's. Don't touch that. That's Kate's. What's your name? Lisa. Lisa said if you do that again, she, Lisa gonna fuck you up. I almost fucked up, but see, Lisa, Lisa gonna fuck you up if you do that again. But if a transgender person at my job came in, it was like, hey, they said if you late again, you're gonna get fired. Who is they? You know them. Them said if you late, you're gonna, they gonna lay you off. Who the fuck is they? You know them. It's just stupid to me. It's semantics, it's just stupid to me. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. <sighs> okay. <sighs> let's, let's wrangle this backhand. Um, <laughs> I watch a lot of documentaries. I watched a documentary on Netflix called Inside Chipotle. Anybody ever seen this? It's basically, a people always chuckle like it's like people fucking burritos, but that's not the case at all. It's just a documentary about how, how Chipotle, the restaurant became so successful, made millions and millions of dollars. And one thing that stood out to me is that Chipotle, they pride themselves on cage-free animals. If you don't know what this means, let's say McDonald's, they get cows, pigs, chickens, they put them in a cage, it's time to kill them, they kill them, they make hamburgers, chicken nuggets, and whatever the fuck a McRib is, right? I think McRib's made out of camel hump, but I can't prove it. But Chipotle, on the other hand, Chipotle, they like to let their animals run around in the field. 
and get their hopes up about life. <laughs> then they fucking kill them. I think that's the dumbest shit. We're like, why would you have these animals thinking about tomorrow, making friends with one another, and nothing is promised? It's just chickens in the field like, ah! this is the greatest place on earth. I love y'all. I love y'all. Now, we're going to do this shit forever. I'm going to run inside real quick. I'll be right back. If you go inside, you are not coming back, chicken. It's over for you. Like me personally, I don't care what happens to the food I eat. If it's going to die, it's going to die. I don't care about their leg health or social life. Like, for instance, you could punch a cow in the mouth as hard as you can. As long as there's no teeth in my beef, we good. Like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like, you, you could choke chickens out quietly. Just shh, ah, shut the fuck up. He won't die. I'm gonna keep going till it's uncomfortable. Why people shush people when they kill them and move? You can kick pigs in the stomach as long as my bacon wave up when I fry. I don't. I don't give a fuck. I've never in my life eaten an unhappy ham sandwich. Like I. I've never been into a hamburger and said to myself, this meat is so melancholy. Who was in charge of these cows? But I get it. I get it. People advocate for animals. But it's one animal most of us consume that we don't give a shit about. Lobsters. Nobody gives a shit about lobsters. If you don't believe me, go to the grocery store. Go to the seafood section. You will see lobsters in a tank, bowing and gag, staring out at the world, <laughs> thinking to themselves, why? Why are they keeping us alive? Everybody in this section is dead. The shrimp, the fish. Do you understand the psychological terrorism that's going on in Mariano's? Because every time somebody reach into a tank and pull a lobster out, another lobster like, oh shit, Steve getting set free. No, he not. Steve going to a hotter pot of water to his death is fucking over for Steve. And the reason we don't care about lobsters, they're hideous creatures. You could take a cow, pig, chicken, personify them, turn them into cute cartoon characters. You can't do that with a fucking crab or lobster. The closest thing we got to a cartoon character is Mr. Krabs. And he an asshole. Don't nobody like him. Nobody likes him. Fuck, fuck lobsters. I saw a commercial for turkey bacon. And I got thinking to myself, I was like, man, I wonder how turkeys feel now that they're being used for bacon. Because traditionally, turkeys only got to worry about three major events. Thanksgiving, medieval times, in the taste of Chicago. That's the only times turkeys like, we gotta lay low, they fucking us up, right? So I imagine a turkey would see this commercial, he'd be distraught. Naturally, you gotta you got talk to somebody, you gotta talk to a pigs. Pigs, they've been through this shit for centuries. Turkey walk up on a pig like, Gobble, hey man. Um, gobble, I was watching TV and uh, Gobble, they're using us for bacon now. And the pig like, oink, so. Gobble, well, I figure since you and your people been through this for so many centuries, um, maybe you can help me and my family through this trying time. The pig like, oink, uh, can I be honest with you? Gobble, yeah, what's up, man? Oink, uh, shit, I'ma just say it. Oink, uh, you been a job turkey motherfucker right now. So the two get into an argument, right? Big commotion on the farm. All the farm animals standing around watching this shit. The chicken in the back, he outdone. Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! Look, we all lost family members around here, okay? Brothers, sisters, cousins, hell, I just lost a dozen unborn children last week. Did you think about that shit? Look, I love y'all, okay? I love y'all. And we gonna do this shit forever. We live in this beautiful cage-free environment. 
Kirk, look, I'm gonna run inside real quick. I'm gonna be right back. And the chicken never came back. He never came back. That's how that joke ends. Because <laughs> when you go inside, it's over for you. Oh, man. You guys have been weird. Thank you, though. I appreciate it. <laughs> he said, you too. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. Um, any questions before I get out here? I feel like I discussed a lot of shit. <laughs> this art space is making me feel like having a conversation. If um, <laughs> Okay, that just don't work. Um, are my parents married? Fuck no. I have, my, I have parent, like, my, I have a mother, I have a stepfather and a stepmother. So my parents are married, but no, to other people. My parents, I have step-parents, but I, my parents have never been married. I've never seen my parents together, outside of pictures. <laughs> I was like, oh, y'all did like each other at one point. That's fucking awesome. And you, at some point, they were together. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah, they were sexually, at least. <laughs> together in bed at least one time. That's dope. That's fucking dope. <laughs> oh, man. Was that it? No more questions? I am not. I am not. I am all natural. Why is, why is what? I, I don't think it was my decision. I think... Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I wasn't born. I was just like... Can we take care of this? Like, I didn't, that's not my, it's not my choice, I think. <laughs> uh, you said what? I'm like, it, it don't bother me. I feel like, I, I feel like everybody, you born with shit for a reason. Why, why cut it off? Yeah. This, <laughs> this line of questioning. I don't know where the fuck it's coming from, but I appreciate it. Y'all getting to know a lot about me. Any other questions? I'm 32. 32. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> what we doing? What's happening here? Oh, man. No tender, no. I feel like not. My favorite movie. No, I'm, well, you said tender. I, I gotta go. Do I gotta get out of here? Y'all gotta wrap up. I don't. You know, I really, I love a lot of movies. One, one of my, one of my favorite. This has been very aggressive, ma'am. Please. <laughs> Very aggressive question. <laughs> Tell us now. <laughs> what am I, I'm gonna say top three. Uh, Long Kiss Goodnight with Gina Davis. That's one of my one of my favorite movies. Random. It's random, but it's just a fucking awesome movie. Like Long Kiss. You have you have you seen Long Kiss Goodnight? It's a, it's, a, it's a fucking good movie. Gina Davis. She fucking kicking ass. Fucking CIA operative. Fucking. You've never heard of that movie? Go watch it. No, Samuel, Samuel Jackson, <laughs> Gina Davis, yeah. Yeah, Long Kiss Goodnight, it's a really good movie. That, um, what's another one of my favorite movies? Um, Back to the Future 2. Back to, well, she said no particular order, I'm just naming my favorite movies. And um, what's something I could watch anytime? I say Friday, Friday just like a, just a, just a classy movie. No, not all of them. Just the first one. <laughs> the second one was kind of iffy. The third one was all right, but the third one was all right. The third one was all right. I mean, I, you gonna keep asking me until I change my mind? <laughs> really? But really? you think you think that? Like, oh, you haven't seen it? Okay, yeah. That's why I said it. 
Yeah, but Long Kiss, go watch Long Kiss Goodnight. It's a good movie. No, no, I'm talking to my man in the back. He said he never, never, he didn't know it existed. Dope movie. Definitely, definitely. Yep. Netflix to chill on that shit. Anything else? No, no kids. I feel like we, we're a match. I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> but I'm, so, I ha no, I don't. I don't have any kids. How, how old are you? 29, okay, you, you in range. You in range. Yeah, that's fine. I don't, I don't care nothing about age. Wait, wait, let me not say, I'll take that back. <laughs> that sounds crazy, don't it? I don't care nothing about age, like I do. Yeah. After, like, I feel like three years above and below. That's why I'm at. Uh, fucking R. Kelly and shit. Oh, man. Yeah. You single? What the fuck? What the fuck? Is and then you took a long um. Like, what the fuck? You had to think. Oh, okay, okay. You don't want to say too much. You don't want to say too much. It's all. That is fucked up. Are you single? Um, no. No. As soon as I said, sir, you should have knew, like, no, I'm not single. She was like, do you, do, have, you ever, have you ever cheated? What? That's an honest question. Are you her boyfriend? <laughs> oh, shit. You said no? You've never, ever cheated? Never. On him? I'm just saying, in general, in life, have you ever cheated before? You cheated? She, she's cheated? <laughs> Them arms throwing me off. I think you have cheated. But I, I feel like there's nothing. I think cheating is some of the coolest shit in the world. Che like, cheating is the only time in your life you'll feel like a CIA operative. Like, you, you, have, you, have you ever in your life, ever, were you followed? Have you, ever, have you ever just in general conversation asked anybody that? Have you, are you followed? Have you, did anybody follow you here? <laughs> Delete this message after I send it to you, okay? Like, that's some of the, that's cool shit. That is the coolest shit in the world. Until you get caught, it's like, but you, but you can't abort mission. Like, this. <laughs> cheating is some the coolest. It sucks for the other person when they catch you. Like, they show up with pictures and shit. you like, nah, you got me. But I feel like a, re a relationship doesn't start until somebody get caught cheating. That's how I feel. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, yeah. Are you No, I'm not, no, I'm a, I'm a serial cheater. But I'm, I'm a serial, look, understand, stop. I feel like you're judging me. What I'm saying is, don't judge me. Look, I feel like is a, is a, a relationship is hard work, right? No, I'm not in a relationship. Calm down. I already said that. I'm single. It's not confusing. I'm just talking about cheating. In the past, I've cheated. That's why I'm single. Do you see how the, I'm, the, the story is unfolding before you? Let me, let me Tarantino this shit, okay? Look, cheating, a relationship is hard work. A relationship is it's hard work, right? That's what they say. You, in order to keep it, it's, it's work. And any job, you need to take a vacation sometimes. Right? So I don't call it cheating, I call it a relationship vacation. It's a relationship. No, sabbatical is kind of a period of time. I feel like it's a vacation, you come back. It's a relationship vacation. I blame society. I bl think about, there's nothing, in, like we don't have to commit to anything anymore. How many people got uh, cable? How many people subscribe to cable, like you have cable? Like four people, you said by force, but it's like four people have cable. How many people got a fucking HBO Go? Netflix. You don't have to commit to shit anymore. You get what you want when you want it. 
Fucking Postmates, you, you get food delivered. Like, you don't have to, Uber, I get a ride to go. Like, you don't have to commit to shit anymore. So I don't call it cheating, I call it borrowing someone's Netflix password. That's all it is, that's all. That's all it is, I'm just borrowing somebody's password. This has been good. This has been good. I hope I change y'all perspective on some things. Look this shit a little, just, just, you, don't have to, you don't have to agree with it, but just kind of look at it a different way. <laughs> I think you, you should be. You should be, you should be. Not, not, not consistently, but just every once in a while. Just to take the edge off. Because like I said before, I said a relationship doesn't start until somebody get caught cheating. Because up until that point, you just kind of like going through the motions, like I like you, I like you, I love you, I love you, but when you, somebody get caught cheating, it's like we, need, we gotta make some decisions. Do you really wanna be here? That's, how, that's when a relationship starts. And then you say, you know what, I'm gonna be honest. No, I don't want to be with you, or yes, I want to be with you, and then you go forward from that. That's fucking amazing. Man, I've been up here for 41 minutes. Thank you. I'm three minutes from my headliner set. Now, <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna let y'all get out of here. Y'all look, y'all look weary. <laughs> uh, you know what, fuck it, now I'm gonna stay for 10 more minutes. Now I'm just fucking trying. You guys have been great, I'm Calvin Evans, thank you. Calvin Evans, that was great. I would watch Calvin Evans do Q&A more, I'd rather watch that than anything that's ever been on HBO. That was so funny. That's been our show, you guys have been a great audience. Is that fun? That was fun, right? Yeah, just a real quick reminder. This is a free show. If you guys would like to donate, some of you have, some of you haven't. If you'd like to donate, we recommend $5. If you don't want to do that, that's cool. It all goes to the comics, we just want to pay them because we really like them. You guys have been great. Let's just start here one more time for all the comedy scenes here for Joe, Sarah, Calvin Evans. That was Max Freeman. Thank you guys very much.